Future Bubblers is an initiative co-led by Giles Peterson, which helps to highlight some wicked rising musicians from across the country. People like Yasmin Lacey, Skinny Palembe, and we have got the person, Amy Frencham, who runs it here in the studio to answer all of our questions about what exactly is Future Bubblers. Supreme Standards. Amy Frencham, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Good, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. So Future Bubblers is this incredible platform that's been going for about four years now, which helps um, artists to develop themselves, to get their music heard. Like, Give us an introduction as to, as to what Future Bubblers is all about. I think the main thing for me about Future Bubblers is it's something that we created because we identified this kind of gap that existed in, especially in the world of like left field music, artists that are doing kind of slightly more genre blurring stuff, you know, aren't easy to put inside a box. Um, and kind of providing alongside the, you know, the creative support, it's also an industry support. So helping them to kind of navigate the, you know, the terrifying business side of the industry that kind of freaks a lot of people out of those early stages um, and not kind of, you know, overcomplicating it, keeping it very simple, grassroots, kind of like, you know, simplifying things. We've got a really strong jargon-free policy whenever we do like panels and workshops and stuff. So no questions too stupid, too basic. You know, we assume no prior knowledge, basically. Um, and we kind of put that together and also wanted to kind of add into the mix in, in that respect a sense of family and a kind of like community building of these kinds of artists, especially moving it outside of being a London-centric thing. So obviously when you exist in London, there's, there's you know, compared to most other places in the country, there's loads of opportunities. Um, so we worked with, um, we put together a bid that went to the Arts Council basically and we kind of wanted to really amplify these little pockets of young artists outside of London. Um, and yeah, that's the kind of like ethos of future bubblers i guess in Wicked. a nutshell so each year there's like different areas of mm -hmm. the uk exactly which are highlighted for their musicians and where you sort of do a call out exactly such. yeah yes. i mean it's not we, we call them a focus city um it's not that you have to be from that city to apply like it's open to the whole country for every application round we have but we do a lot of work in that year when we've got you know say for example this year manchester as our focus city we do a lot of work to kind of amplify um, the project and kind of make sure we're being much more we try and keep things really human you know it's really when you're doing these kind of bigger scale projects that are trying to reach out to you know a whole country essentially um, we try and make do a lot of work to kind of take we try and be very active with it so we take the opportunity and the message and the kind of you know basically trying to promote the project into those cities and we're very active with it so that is identifying you know partners in those cities that are all already doing incredible work with young people um sometimes across you know the creative arts not just music and and kind of using them as a really authentic way into those communities so we're not kind of like oh hi we're from london this is how you do it right, we're trying right. we're never trying to be like this because that's the thing with the music industry is there's not one way that you should do it it's about opening these kind of this thought process of you know how if you're if you're being honest with your art you also need to be honest about the way you kind of promote that and put that out into the world industry-wise um so it's kind of like helping to a lot of the work we do is identifying those kind of like-minded people in those cities Wicked. Um, and taking it you know out to the communities that will kind of be receptive to it so some of the people that you've worked with include like Skinny Palembe, mm -hmm. Yasmin Lacey. Um, tell me about how um, how you sort of developed some of the artists that we might have yeah. heard of and, and a few more of the names that we know. Yeah, cool. Um, so, I mean, we, we take 10 
bubblers, as we call them, on every year that are kind of in the active mentoring kind of scheme. Um, and it's all very, very individual. So no bubblers journey is, is the same. We have like a, a platform of things that we offer to everyone. So be that workshop. So we've got amazing support from Ableton. Um, so there's a kind of like that, you know, that production um, kind of road, if you will. So if you want to kind of develop the more technical, you know, geeky stuff, um, that's there. The stuff I get really intimidated yeah, by. Yeah, totally. I, I'm just, I'm like zone out. I'm yeah. really good at like glassing over when that bit comes up. I'm like, yeah, cool, guys. I constantly like <laughs> download it or like restart a free trial. I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. Pots um, for you for keep but... trying. I, I think I tried <laughs> once and I've never gone back. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a very, very individual thing. Um, and we try and be quite reactive to what it is that they have as a vision. So, I mean, the main thing that we obviously offer out to them is this industry mentor. And a lot of people ask me, you know, when we're, when we're picking the bubblers, when we're going through an application process, they're like, who are the mentors this year? And my answer is, I don't know. <laughs> because I don't know until I know that artist that we're working with. Right. So we spend a lot of time when we've, you know, selected the 10, we spend a lot of time kind of doing, I guess it's like a bit of a speed dating thing, like really quickly trying to get to know them and get into their heads and kind of see where they want to take their musical vision over the next year and then finding someone that not only complements that kind of, I guess, musically and, and understands where they're at, you know, in terms of their sound, but also skill set wise. So some of them, that's going to be a very, it's a very personal thing. So some of them are going to be very behind the scenes. You know, you mentioned Yasmin Lacey. I think she wouldn't mind me using her as an example. Her year in Future Bubblers was very like behind the scenes, behind closed doors. She didn't really put anything out in the year she was like active as a Future Bubbler. It was more about a confidence building thing and like, you know, a personal battle, like, you know, finding your place as a woman in a recording studio. Mm -hmm. Like when you're not, you don't have those kind of like standard technical terms to throw out, like EQ and compression and whatever. Like how do you hold your own as a creative in those environments? And what kind of people can you connect with to kind of build yourself up and feel powerful and kind of, you know, know what you're about and why you're in the room and why you should be in the room? So, you know, but others of them, it's much more kind of out and open. So it will be someone, a mentor that's maybe more versed in like campaigns and promotional like activities around music and stuff like that. So we might put them with someone. We had a, um, Emily um, Kendrick from XL Recordings was an incredible mentor for like two years of our project. And she was really cool at kind of helping people strategize stuff and work out, you know, what should happen when and what's the knock on effect of doing that at this time. And what should you have ready in the, you know, in the ammo to go next. Um, so it's so interesting that each artist has, so is it for each artist as a mentor or do you get mentors on board who will kind of help a number of artists? It's, it tends to be one for each. I mean, some of them like love it and come back the year after, um, but we're also just really realistic about kind of balancing, you know, the fact that most of these people are working full time in the music industry. Right. And it is a big ask um, to offer out your time like that and be generous of knowledge when you've got a whole load of stuff going on, you know, on your desk and in your inbox every day. Um, but I do think it's, it's the thing that I find personally really rewarding about Future Bubbles is there is no commercial pressure and there's no kind of like end game in terms of we have to shift this many units, we have to break even. It's not about that. It's giving an artist complete creative freedom so they can do all the mad stuff that a label would be like, really? No one's going <laughs> to play that. Like, you know, considering those things, they can be brave and out and completely off on some mad tangent and you know get that part of their creative journey out of their system and I think that's a lot of the mentors kind of maybe find that quite a nice antidote to those kind of like you know 
well, I mean, music industry is never nine to five, but you know what I mean? But course, the kind yeah. of like the standard pressures of, you know, at the end of the day, it, this has to be, this is a business and it has to kind of work out in some respect. So, you know, a lot of the mentors, I think they, and it's really nice when they come back as well, because they've there's obviously some kind of reward for them as well. And it's, you know, they a lot of them stay in touch with the people even once they've moved out of the active kind of mentoring phase. Yeah, they've created an actual bond, yeah, which yeah, is just exactly. evaporated. It's really, end. really cool. Yeah, it's, nice. a, it's a nice little community of those, you know, of the mentors as well that we develop. And what you've said as well about like the artists kind of being able to go on this mad tangent. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I think of Skinny Palembe on, um, on a recent compilation. I think, yep. oh, what was it called? It's like, Lakshmi flying or yeah, something. Yeah, so we did that choir sort of yeah, element. Yeah, yeah. It's like, whoa, this is unrecognizable from what yeah, I've totally. heard from him before. Yeah, so we were, we've been really lucky. Um, so obviously, the main funders of our project is Arts Council England, but we did an additional bid with the guys at PRS Foundation, um, and we were able to put together this Future Bubblers 1.0 and now 2.0 kind of compilation series, which is really cool. And we kind of give all of the bubblers a kind of real life controlled experience of what it might be like to work with a label. Right. Um, but we obviously still have that, you know, that mindset of do something totally mad. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we said to, cause at this stage, obviously like Skinny Palembe had signed to Brownswood. So we had a kind of like, you know, really solid kind of label system in place. And he was like in a release schedule and like stuff was happening and it was all like really legit. Um, so we said to them, you know, said or said to Skinny Palembe, you know, you've got this mini recording budget do something mad. Like, what have you always wanted to get out of your system and, like, get out into the world? And he had a track on his first EP called Baby Lacks Me, and he said, I've always had this weird thing in my head where I can imagine this with, like, an 18-part choir harmony. Hmm. So we, Is that you know, what it was? 18 Yeah, parts? yeah, I think it was 18. Whoa. It was mad. Anyway, but, and we That's basically beautiful. helped him find, like, a really cool little church in Stoke Newington, and, you know, they put he put the choir together, and, it, yeah, it became this... Yeah, but it is so cool because it's obviously like in him. You know what I mean? It's it's like part of him musically and creatively and it's nice to give people that outlet in the same way that there's there was a really cool collaboration on the last compilation as well between um, kind of bubblers from across the different years. So we had Marley Hayes um, from year two, R. Lyle from year three and Medical from year two as well. Oh, and yes. it was really cool. They've kind of like met as like a little mini Future Bubblers sub family and did this really cool track, you know, that yeah, was that was quite different family. to all the stuff they'd done individually, but it was nice to kind of see it come together and and also to then exist on vinyl is like a really rewarding thing for them, I think. You're listening to this podcast, which means you're going to be totally into our lineup that we're putting on on the 25th of April in London. We're staying south of the river for Pyjan and Project Karnak at Corsica Studios, a legendary venue. It's pretty small and intimate, but then north of the river in May, at the end of the month, we're heading to Five Miles, which has an incredible sound system as well. And there we've got Kayla Painter and Jeanne Ways, and that band includes Luke Abbott as well. Really amazing electronic music. So get your tickets now before they sell out on Supreme Standards Let's dispel a myth, seeing as you brought up Brownswood, mm-hmm. um, that Brownswood and Future Bubblers are completely different mm-hmm. streams. And there's, but there's a relationship there. But tell, tell me about the, the relationship between the two and, and the independence yeah. of the two. I mean, obviously, you know, the music policy and the artists that Brownswood's label has worked with is like so inspiring and is is like a core foundation to the kind of artists that we'd reach out to. You know, it kind of defined, you know, the, the artists that Giles has brought in, the Emily and Ruby, the label that they bring in and work with. It's a real like foundation for the kind of artists that we would, 
ideally like to bring through on this program but obviously at a much earlier stage that's the thing I think is we are going for very kind of grassroots early stages um, like I said before completely miffed by the industry and can't quite work out where they might fit into that um, but we do operate completely separately so no artist that comes through Future Bubblers is automatically signed or in some way linked to the label Right. Um, there's no, you know, there's no pressure in that respect. So obviously the one example that we've got is that Skinny Palembe has signed to Brownswood, but that wasn't like a given thing that he came through Future Bubblers and that was inevitably going to happen. Um, it was just a kind of, he, you know, his music resonated with the label and made sense for them at that time. Um, but there's nothing to stop one of the Bubblers like signing to XL or Ninja Tune or, do, you know, doing their own self-release, that kind of vibe. It's, yeah, there's yeah. no kind of pressure in that respect. But also it's it's really nice to just all work in the same space because it's really, really valuable to have people, you know, like Emily and Ruby and Davina and stuff that are experts in that part of the industry. And like, you know, they're always so open to like bounce ideas off. And, you know, when we're just playing tunes out in the office, it's really nice to hear them react and be like, oh, this is cool, what's this? And and obviously the Future Bubblers compilations that we put out, um, it's it's really nice to kind of like plug into that bigger system of a label as well but there's no kind of like contractual business going on okay you know that's I mean? cool yeah, that's yeah, cool yeah. it's just like an extended family sort yeah of situation. totally totally yeah so when you go through submissions mm-hmm. i imagine i imagine not but i'm curious are you aware of certain uh trends or certain scenes that you're looking out for with particular interest when you go through your submissions or is it about the, strictly the independent artist's journey um, well, we have, a re- well, we try and be really strict on it. Like the policies, anyone that applies, we want you to be, un- you know, unsigned, unmanaged, like basically as independently floating as an artist as you can be at that stage. Um, and we have this really, we have like a listening panel when we select the artists. So there's a few of us in the room, so it doesn't kind of get tired ears all on one person because we do get quite a lot of applications. Oh, I can imagine. How many do you get each year? Um, we've been tending to get, this year we got 350, of which we picked 10. Cool, so wow. It's, it's a bit of a whittling down thing. Serious task. Um, but we listen for raw potential, which is a really hard thing to define. But I'm, we're, not, we're not there sitting, you know, sitting listening being like, oh, the mix isn't very good, or the master could be a little bit better. We're kind of thinking like, wow, listen to that mad, like, slightly ropey vocal that they've recorded into their phone and the melody lines are incredible like can you imagine if they had xyz put in front of them and they could get into this studio or they could have someone help them record their guitar properly how that could sound so it's quite a refreshing way to listen to music because obviously we're used to listening to finished product that's how we consume music um but you're there like right at the very start think about how it could seed how it could grow and it's also very you know genre to genre um, it's also very, you know, it's different how you line them up against each other. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like it's weirdly, you can get away with doing like a ropey singer-songwriter song better than you can with a ropey techno tune. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like you have yeah. To, there's, there's certain like, um, I guess, standards built in within the certain sounds themselves, which we obviously kind of like, you know, adhere to. And also in the room, I have to have a huge mix of te- of like natural tastes. Because if it was just me, oh my life, we just have a load of like D'Angelo soul singers <laughs> on Future Bubblers. And it wouldn't be very fair and representative of like the country and its grassroots music. Sure. So I try and have a really diverse panel of people that appreciate certain sounds of music beyond what I can naturally. 
Something, um, yeah, someone that represents lots of different kind yeah, of totally. um, contexts and styles. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and he's kind of like, and it's got an ear for a certain thing. Like, you know, techno, I just mentioned it. Like, let's, let's be honest, like, it's not my bag, but it doesn't mean that someone's not creating really sick techno in whole and can't come through on the project. Like, that's not fair for me to just block that out. Yeah. Because um, it's not, you know, it's not based on my taste or Selassie that I work with on the project. So we try and have a people in the room. We have like five or six of us and we have a real diverse, you know, taste in there. So we kind I, I feel like I'm quite proud of the fact that so far every year of, of, of bubblers that we've kind of introduced to the world has been quite diverse. Like it has gone from like really left field electronic stuff to kind of slightly sparse, stripped back, singer, songwriter, and all that stuff in between that space. Who else is on the listening panel each year? Um, we kind of mix it up. We've got um, Future Bubblers. Well, he is just a hero. Alex Patchwork, um, who now works at Ninja Tune. He's like the Don Dada of Future Bubblers mentoring. <laughs> he's done it, I think, every year. Um, so he's always in there. Um, we have normally have someone that's kind of got like a, a, I guess like a press take on things. So we sometimes get Jake in who does the promo at the at Brownswood oh, yeah. as a label in to kind of, you know, throw his ears into the mix. We've had a few people pass through because I like, because there were so many, we don't sit on one day. You know what I mean? Because obviously your ears, bouts. like it's actually, it's actually injustice to sit and try because by the time you get to number like 300 yeah you don't want to be that person they're not getting in like yeah. do you know what I mean we're like we're done we've had enough get us out of this room how many sessions do you do um we tend I think we've broken it up over three okay so cool. we I mean we don't we don't you know me we kind of like whittle it down to a kind of long list that we then go like really in depth on and kind of like back back and forth and why should this one get in and this one not like I'm exposing all the secrets. <laughs> it's all good. These are secrets we want to know. It's no, exactly nothing, nothing to hide. Nothing to hide. But yeah, no, it's it's a re and it's also, you know, even the even the bubblers that we can't select. Obviously, there's only ten spots. That means Selassie have um, got a show on Worldwide FM. So it's actually a really nice kind of way to kind of bring new music into that space as well. Yeah. So we've got like a whole for yeah. one reason. So you know when we've just done a listening session, we've got our show is like killer. We're like <laughs> look at all this sick new stuff happening over the country that we We're can good. play out. Yeah. So Manchester is the next one that you're about to announce. Like tell us about what's kind of going on in the Manchester music scene right now. What's um, catching your ear? Manchester is like I just love the people that we've got to meet in Manchester. There's so many amazing people doing such cool stuff with like young people and, and in non-traditional ways. Um, and that's the thing, we've, we obviously we've had a few artists from Manchester throughout the Future Bubblers years that we've done. Um, so the current intake that we've, you know, that we announced last year, we had, we got Blind Mike, um, who's doing this really cool kind of like jazz, um, hip hop, he was originally an MC, but he's done this really cool thing where he's put like a jazz band together. Oh, nice! Um, around it, um, we've got Marley Hayes, who does you know really beautiful, like meaningful lyrics, like really kind of like soulful sounds. And um, there's there's been a few artists that have come through from there, so it was actually really nice to then have that year that we spent in Manchester as our focus city to like go in deep and like get to talk to the people that are on the ground, also supporting those artists in that city. Um, there's a really cool project called 30 Pound Gentleman, which is run by this guy called Danny. Um, and he does such cool work, like across like the whole kind of creative world, basically. So it's not just, you know, young people as, as musicians, it's, you know, kind of self-sufficient entrepreneurs and having that spirit in a kind of, you know, in a city that I guess has traditionally been overlooked because it's not London, but it's got so much cool stuff going on. Um, yeah, I've really liked being in Manchester. Like, I, I really have enjoyed, like, I wish we could, we had the time and resources and people power to spend 
like more time there and do like a you know future bubbles like pop up office and stuff and like Imagine be properly on in tour. there yeah. one day one day um, but it's no it's been really cool spending time there and I think it's you really get to understand like different cities have got different personalities and you're kind of like a fool if you've got a project like Future Bubblers or a scheme that's trying to help young people that you think the same thing's going to apply to every city and you have to spend a lot of time being respectful to like the nuances and the and the different stuff going on do you know what I mean? So it's yeah, going to be course. really impactful because there's certain things Manchester doesn't need because there's so much good stuff going on in that respect. But there's other things that we can bring and be like, you know what? You know, we can kind of fill this gap or, or help support this part that's kind of been traditionally missing. So it's, it's really cool. And I guess when you go around the country, it's like Nottingham or, or wherever it mm-hmm. is that you've been, um, you can kind of see like the infrastructure or lack of totally. that a place has. Like totally. maybe there's not enough live venues mm-hmm. or there's not, not enough accessible studios. Um, so it must be quite interesting to sort of like get a real 360 understanding mm-hmm. of a city and how or how they can't like support artists. Totally. I mean, that's I mean, a lot of the work that we do. On, in terms of like the focus city like setup and stuff and getting to find those people is like I said before it's very human like going up meeting people and asking the next person who's the next person we should talk to and who's the next person that knows about <laughs> that and who's do you know what I mean it's kind of like and then you suddenly find your peoples and you know that they're the ones that are going to help kind of you know direct you into the right place and give you and be also be really honest I think sometimes if you can, sometimes when you go to cities, you know, a lot of, you know, it's a kind of like pride thing, isn't it? Like you want to always present, we've got this, we've got this, we've got that. But sometimes it's actually really valuable to be quite honest about what's missing um, and what can kind of be improved and stuff like that. That's what you guys are there for. You're there to help facilitate those things in a way. We're never trying to go in, like I said, and be like, this is how you do it. This is how it's done. We're trying to, as much as we can, we're trying to, you know, enter a city and kind of you know introduce ourselves in a very respectful way and never imply that we don't think there is sick stuff going on there like we know it is and we just want to kind of like help amplify it or bring it to a kind of like ready and hungry audience you know so we're really lucky in that respect that we've got obviously like the the link into like people that you know have always supported what Giles does and respected what what he's about and, and the artists that he's championed because we've got like a kind of receptive audience there that are willing to kind of like you know consume that Alan, yeah. and kind of support it to the next level so we talked about how Brownswood and, and Future Bubblers are kind of like very much different mm-hmm. streams but what's the relationship between Future Bubblers and Giles um, I mean well obviously Giles like musically linking onto the conversation about Brownswood recordings is his taste has kind of like defined the, the type of artist that we reach out to you know he's really um, kind of supportive of he's, he's a really amazing person to just be to just play something to and he'll just say something like you should do that or that person should hear that he's a really good like dot connector mm. and I think sometimes when we're working with these artists and we get quite like you know it's like you've got suddenly got 10 new like brothers and sisters that you're really protective about and you're like no they got to do it like this and you, you can get a little bit obsessive in like a slightly unhealthy way and it's actually really refreshing to have someone like Giles that has got that like spectrum and that history of experience that and he's got like these mad references that I would never think of or would never have never even like heard of before and be like oh this sounds like this mad thing from like the mid 80s and you should let them listen to this and you know so it's really nice to have that kind of like 
whole wisdom to kind of like then impart onto them. Yeah. And so it also just, he's really generous with like one of the big things I think the, the bubblers find really kind of exciting is we do um, Brownswood basement sessions with them. So we film a Brownswood basement session, which has obviously had like incredible icons pass through there. Of course, you know, yeah. like I think Ruiz has done a session down there. Like it's it's been mad. And so for them to be able to go and perform their music in that kind of like holy grail space is a really motivating thing. Is that every single bubbler? Yeah, they wow, all. Unless there are like some that. of some of the de- some of them are like it will be a live performance. Some of them, if they're more kind of like producer DJ based, they might do a mix, but it's still in the Browns' basement. Wicked. So for Giles to be like really generous with you know that kind of space is also really powerful to them. And also, a lot of them are just huge Giles fans, so it's a really motivating thing to be like, I'm kind of in the family do you know what I mean I'm yeah, kind of, of like I'm in the mix and you know he comes to all of the events and he's really cool what so when we do the world when he does the worldwide awards he'll be really generous with like programming some of them onto that bill so they're automatically by association they'll be on the same bill as like I don't know like no name and do you know what I mean like all these incredible names yeah huge and they get to people. open up so like last year Yasmin Lacey and Skinny Palembo did this really cool like duo set where they kind of came together and did something and they were on like a bill with these amazing like bcuc like it was just it was a really cool moment by association do you know what i mean yeah. for them and it's and it's it's a very motivating thing because i think as a young artist currently like you need to just keep your motivation at a hundred all the time because the second you start to like fall off someone else is going to jump in front of you, you know? Of course. So you've got to keep fired up all the time. Yeah, I mean, saturated makes it sound like it's a negative thing, but music obviously is full of (laughs) so many amazing artists Mm -hmm. that we only have one pair of ears with to listen at once. And it's like, yeah, keeping that momentum up. I guess Future Bubblers kind of helps with with that sort of thing. Yeah, Um, yeah, tell me a little bit about how you launched Future Bubblers and and what you were doing beforehand. Um, I mean, I was at, at Brownswood already, I was doing a lot of the event stuff um, and kind of working on you know, some like brand stuff, a bit of management. And as I mentioned before, like Simon and Giles and I kind of identified this kind of opportunity to put together a really kind of really needed like program of support for young artists um, at the much earlier stages than maybe the label might kind of take them on. Um, so we put together um, we're actually officially a national portfolio organisation. Oh, fancy. Is the official term for an MPO. <laughs> um, so I put together this um, kind of like, it's basically like a you know, big application form talking about you know, the impact you're going to have and what your plans are. And, and it's, it's a really cool opportunity from the Arts Council because it, it lets you plan things over a much longer term. So a lot of Arts Council stuff is quite short term. <coughs> like it would tend to be, you know, like a six month project or a year. Right. But this in this opportunity you've got like three or four years to kind of do some really impactful like meaningful work um so yeah we put that together you know submitted it then you feel like you've done the hard part and then you get the email you've got it and you're like okay now it's the hard part yeah Yeah. but it's been really fun because we've kind of like been able to design it from that you know that point of inception and brought Selassie in um to work on it so it was really cool to have his kind of like fresh ears and fresh eyes on the project um, yeah, it's, it's been really cool, and it's. I feel like we've just been really blessed in that we've continued to identify and work with really like lovely, soulful people, like be that the bubblers themselves or in the partner cities and the mentors. It's been like a really nice kind of marriage of just really sick 
people yeah. are really positive. An incredible yeah. family. So before we wrap up, like, what do you look for in, is there anything you look for in a submission besides that raw talent? Is there anything that will help someone's submission just stand out a teeny bit more? Um, I think we also, alongside the music, we ask them to write in a hundred words what they want to achieve out of, you know, the next year if they got taken on to the programme. And I think for me, it's a really careful balance between, like, being realistic but also having like projecting a sense of like hunger and ambition and I won't settle kind Mm. of like you know doing having that trying to get across really succinctly that that sense of I'm a bit different and I would do things a little bit you know off piste I'm not trying to basically emulate I we say this a lot in the listening panels that we want someone that's gonna kind of innovate not imitate like you know I don't want to hear the stuff that someone said before or I don't want you to say that I want to copy Ed Sheeran's social media campaign I'm not saying anything <laughs> wrong with that yeah, but do you know what I mean but I, we want to, we've got this amazing opportunity and we want to kind of feed that out to artists that are really hungry and innovative and ambitious innovate not imitate mm-hmm. is such a Might great get on phrase a t-shirt. yeah mate I would buy that t-shirt that's wicked um, Amy thank you so much for Pleasure. sharing Thanks your wisdom with us me. and just like filling us in on future bubbles and, and big ups to everything you're doing If you've enjoyed the show and you've gotten this far, then please leave us a little comment, rate the show, subscribe, and share it with your friends as well.